0: Good, good God. (laughs) I'm so sorry that that's made it into the recording, but also I'm not.
1: (laughs) This is You Should See the Other Guy, the podcast where Sadie airs her grievances about
2: Netflix Christmas movies. I'm Jennifer. I'm not sure who I am. Some mistletoe fell on my head and I got a bad case of Christmas amnesia. You'll have to help me out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: um and i'm sadie or you know what i feel like this movie has melted my brain i for all for those for those who have tuned in i just finished watching it for the second time and i think the second round has done like untold damage to my cerebral cortex like i can't like i'm (laughs) i uh, so we're covering Falling for Christmas, the movie that everyone is talking about <laughs> for some reason, uh, starring Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet, and it is a Netflix, a Netflix holiday holiday film. Um,
1: uh. That moment, that was a trippy moment when she was through the remote at the TV and it came on, or the TV came on before she threw the remote. And there were actual Netflix movies on the screen. I don't know why that oh, they surprised always do me, that. but it—they always do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought Netflix they cord exists. over street. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he played um I thought that he played Subway in the episode of Community where Subway was represented by a human person in like a controversial process known as like <laughs> brand corpo realization but it was just some other like hot blonde guy
1: Well Sadie is supposed to give the 30 second summary but I might be able to do it in even less Lindsay oh. Lohan I accept this challenge. Heiress of a resort magnate and he is trying to give her a job, but she doesn't want to work. She wants to be married to an influencer named Tad who takes her up to the top of a mountain to propose to her to get good photos. But she falls off the mountain, hits her head, loses her memory when she is picked up by Cord Overstreet who is the proprietor of a smaller Christmas resort. And then she stays with him over the course of several days because his daughter made a Christmas wish for a new mommy. And she falls for the spirit of Christmas. It's interesting, Samantha, that you say he personified Subway. In this movie, he is cast as White Evangelical Christmas, is the character of Ford Street, And then she decides not to get married to Tad and not to take the job with her dad, but instead to talk her dad into investing in the small Christmas resort. And... They do a smooch at the end and the daughter is happy because all she wanted was Lindsay Lohan to marry her dad and be her new mom. Now that,
0: if you had asked me that when I was 12, that would also have been my <laughs> ideal. I would have loved <laughs> Lindsay Lohan to, to, to be in my family in some capacity. Um,
1: that I, would have been a chaotic time. When we're, Let's see, Sadie, you were 12 around like what, 2008?
0: <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I was born in 1996. So 2006, 10. Uh, yeah. So I was like 12.
1: That, wow. I don't think Lindsay Lohan was ready then. That's probably why your oh, Christmas I'm wish sure. did Absolutely. not come true at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going Absolutely back through not. some gossip history to prepare for this because this is Lohan's comeback vehicle. She hasn't appeared on screen in a long, long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh.
1: <laughs> I, but okay. before we I discuss one the thing. <laughs> extra textual uh, gossip layer of it all, I need to just hear Sadie's thoughts about this movie standalone as a text on its own. <laughs> so, OK,
0: do you know how those of those of you who do the New York Times crosswords, do you know how sometimes you will be staring at a field and you're like, I cannot move on until, like, even though I know that this is wrong, I can't move on until I just type in this incorrect answer that I can't get out of my head. Uh, That is me right now when I tell you that how Tad behaves in this film is exactly what I imagine Manny M.U.A. is like all the time. Like that, like this, this is like Tad is Manny M.U.A and the fact that I mean, I, I I love to hear your thoughts. I feel like the end kind of implies that he is by right. Like, is he getting with that one personal assistant, or is that just like a okay?
2: Oh, I this is my number one grievance. <laughs> He belongs. (laughs) He belongs with Ralph, the ice fisherman slash poacher, who rescued him. They had such incredible chemistry in the The movie. got skittish.
1: That was the strange thing is that they pushed up far enough into it. They're like, okay, we're going to show Tad to be like, we're going to imply that he is queer here. But Terry, the incompetent hotel flunky, instead of Ralph, the mountain man who rescued him. Mm -mm. No, the bond was all between Tad and Ralph when they ate beans together. And Ralph was lovingly watching Tad sleep in his sleeping cot and whatnot. Like we've all seen *Brookback Mountain. We, knows what, <laughs> we
0: know what happens between two men when they eat beans. I just feel like over an
1: open flame. Mama, please. Tad complimented Ralph, the beans. Ralph was in he it. He said he had never tasted beans that good before. Yeah. I mean, that. <laughs> wow. The true I, meaning I mean, of what Christmas. What else was there to say? Was happening between Tad and Ralph. I This movie
0: was so weird, y'all. <laughs> So weird, and I say that i i that movie with Vanessa Hudgens, where she falls in love with a knight who is time traveled from the past, that movie was substantially <laughs> less weird than this like like that movie, I was like, yeah, this all checks out this isn't a decent movie, however, this movie I had no <laughs> I didn't, I, I can't believe I've spent so many hours of my life watching this
1: multiple times. <laughs> uh. You did make the mistake of watching it just to be an informed citizen before I said we had to do it for the podcast. Uh, I apologize, I Sadie. <laughs> I know. Do it again, I feel like I could really, really enjoy like a fifteen-minute supercut of this movie. Like, take all of the the zaniest parts of it and stick them together. Leave out all of the montages with Cordover Street, and then we've we've got a class. There were
0: so many montages, <laughs> but I wouldn't know that they were montages montage. until. Until I, like, because it, it would hold for, on his face for so long that I would think that it was just a scene from the movie and then it would flash to her and, the, and I'm like, oh, we're in a, another fucking montage again. Ah.
1: I was really excited when I turned it on and saw that the full runtime is like an hour and 22 minutes. But then at least five minutes of that at the end was dedicated to a montage reminding us of the interactions between Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet we had just seen.
2: Can we talk for a second about the name Cord Overstreet? Is that his given name? Did did, did yes, God give him the name I, Cord Samantha, Overstreet?
1: You are in luck, Samantha, because I was just looking all these people up on Wikipedia. So I still have this pulled up. Let me click back from George Young's page.
2: At this point, I'm surprised and... you still have to look stuff up on Wikipedia and haven't transformed into the human version of Wikipedia <laughs> yet. That would be your Santa Claus is you be- you become Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of interesting stuff on there. All right. I'm just going to read you the first sentence from the early life section of Court Overstreet's Wikipedia page. Overstreet was born in Nashville, Tennessee, to hairdresser Julie, née Miller, and country music singer-songwriter Paul Overstreet. Okay, I got to skip a little bit before we say he was named after the musical term. Yes.
2: Okay. okay. That is Overstreet's (laughs) name. (laughs) Okay.
0: Oh, well, he was you know homeschooled,
1: what? Sadie. Ah. We all have something in common.
0: God, wow. Well, I, Bruce, your
2: Christmas movie, Sadie?
0: I remember him uh, from Glee. He was he he is burned into my brain permanently because of Glee. I was I. It both made no sense that Lindsay Lohan and Court Overstreet would star in a essentially Hallmark Christmas movie together in 2022, but also it very much does make sense. <laughs> You know, didn't he date um Emma Emma Watson
1: for a while? Like 10 years I also ago. Also just learned that from the Wikipedia page. Ah. Because <laughs> there is there was like negative sexual chemistry between him and Lindsay Lohan in this movie, even though they yeah. are both like acting like at their utmost. <laughs> when they're like, together yeah i thought i didn't know i i haven't i didn't watch glee i haven't seen cordover street and anything and i thought that he was going to be gay but that's the only thing in the personal life section on his wikipedia is that oh, he dated gee. emma watson <laughs> is cordover well, street very not gay give me the what's what's cordover street's deal sadie
0: i he's just kind of a he's just kind of a a guy. Like, I don't know. Like, he reminds <laughs> me of like every member of Big Time Rush put together in one.
2: Person. Oh.
0: Is how like I always forget that he wasn't one of the members of Big Time Rush. Um, I- I'd say he kind of makes his bread and butter in like TV shows. Like I think he was on like I think he was on like either like iCarly or like Zoe 1 on 101 or all of those types of shows. He's been on multiple of those. He also reminds me of Hannah Montana's boyfriend in the hit show Hannah Montana, that I can't remember. But he was also blonde, and I'm losing my I'm losing my memory a lot like Lindsay Lohan in this movie. It looks like um, he
1: was also a Hollister model, and that checks out. Oh, I can envision that.
0: Absolutely, that checks out. <laughs> I. I feel like Cord Overstreet had more persona or more chemistry in this movie with his dead wife that we like never see on screen together <laughs> than with Lindsay Lohan. Like, I can we? I just want to dive straight into the analysis, the film analysis here because the first thing that I have to say is like they mentioned that it's been only a little, a little over a year. Since his yeah. wife passed away, and <laughs> like pretty he raw. was not, he was not over her, bro. Like he, was like, like I, I. There were multiple points where I was like, "This feels, this feels too raw." Yeah, <laughs> like. I
2: was- his daughter made a Christmas wish, though, Sadie. You, you've got to <laughs> abide by the terms of the Christmas wish.
0: And like, what is so charming about her that? Uh, for both okay I was thinking a little bit about this and I was marinating on all of the Christmas movie all of these types of Christmas movies that I've ever watched and like I think that what people women whatever who like watch these movies and really like them what appeals them is this concept of kind of like a ready-made family like a ready-made life you know like
1: mm, yeah this
0: concept of You have the husband, you have the job, you have the home, you have the child who like always inexplicably like really just wants you to marry their dad. There's never any like, you know, I, you're not my mom. Like there's none of that like very real life elements that comes in when you are a step parent. There's never any of that. It's always like the child is like, I, my Christmas wish is for you to fuck my dad. You know, like that. (laughs) So like, there's that. There's always like, everyone is welcoming. So it's kind of like, you could just like plop yourself out of this life and then just throw yourself into this new one with no effort at all. And it's already like prefabricated for you.
1: Yeah, you know? no, you're so right, Sadie. I think it's like uh, I th- I kept thinking about while watching it because this felt, and, and maybe it's after they started singing uh, "Joy to the World" and like included the some of the the Lord has come lyrics in the middle of the movie. This felt very Christian-y, you know, like geared towards that, and it kept reminding me of this romance novel that the preachers a preacher's wife gave my mom when she had a hospital stay when I was in like fifth grade and I read it like that yeah I mean it's almost like a weird like grown-up like straight white people like playing with dolls thing that it's just like the roles you know here is the man dad here is the woman like there's no need for a personality at all they just slot into their places and then that's happy Mm -hmm. ending
2: I mean, it's very Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie, right? And I love all the, like, <laughs> like everyone has to have hot cocoa in their hands at all times. If, yeah. like, you were caught <laughs> without a cup of hot chocolate in your hands, you were exiled from the town where they filmed Dumb and Dumber. <laughs>
1: Christmas land.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just, yeah, and they those, just eject you.
0: And that, so those ugly plaid it. sheets that I was like, girl. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. If I, I showed up at a the- hotel and there were plaid sheets, I'd be like, give me out of here. Well, I would I would bring my own sheets first of all, but I would be like, Give me out of there.
1: That the, I guess they just are like, it must be a, a year-round Christmas village there, right? Because I mean they're not gonna redo the decor of that whole place between seasons.
0: I mean, you don't know the power of Cordova Street, Jen. <laughs> it's like well, he- you know,
1: I'm suspecting some power there, Sadie, because Cord Street, and I guess on a part-time basis, his his mother-in-law of his late wife are the only employees, employees visible yeah. at this entire place. Yeah, I think there was like one caterer guy at some point turns up at the end, you sort of see walk across the background quickly, but somehow he is running that place without ever visibly doing any work at any time. Grandma I, is
2: doing a lot behind the scenes. Also, I'm beginning yeah. to suspect we just like saying court over. Street. I just want to <laughs> observe that. Courtney, Seventeen minutes to into say the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot every time one of us says
1: "court over street."
2: <laughs> Take a shot of hot cocoa we'll every, every time. <laughs>
1: samantha try try to just say his first name without saying the surname
2: you know my buddy cord overstreet (laughs) you just you gotta keep going (laughs) you gotta follow through
0: this is my husband cord overstreet
2: (laughs) do you think his friends call him cord
1: cord overstreet they can't, can they? Cordova Street, they have to
2: see dog hey, what's up? I, I,
0: as soon as I became like a cognizant, sentient human being, I would have immediately changed it to Cody or something. Like I would have instantly, I, I like anything to get me out of court. What's his middle name? What's his middle name?
1: Ooh, let me pull the Wikipedia back up. I went back to George Young's Wikipedia page. It's a better one.
0: I need to know his real name.
1: Cord. Oh, it's his dad's name. Cord Paul Overstreet.
0: Oh, well, that gets kind of messy, right? I I don't know if I'd want to walk around. I just. Why'd they do that to him? Why'd they do? It's also (laughs) the Overstreet. You know what I mean? Like it's both, it's both (laughs) working in tandem. And so like Cord is obviously the worst of the two, but Overstreet doesn't help the situation. It, well, it just actually sounds, sounds like, like a it, fictional Cord name. Collins would also be... That sounds like the Corny Collins show
1: <laughs> from Airspray. <laughs> Cordover Street sounds like... It sounds more like the name of a character in a movie like this than it yes, sounds like an yes. actor who lives in our universe. Yes. But nonetheless, Cordover Street walks amongst us. There was also like that that whole
0: generation of like... Disney slash Disney adjacent stars had such wild names. Like there was this one man, I think his name was Sterling. Um what was his name? Was it Sterling Knight? Yeah. His name. Oh my god. This man. Okay, so this um he was so he was known for his role as Chad Dylan Cooper in the Disney Channel sitcom Sunny with a Chance and it's spinoff so random. Okay. So he was he was he was running the decom circuits right, but his name is his God given name is Sterling Sandman Knight. His middle name is Sandman.
1: Is Knight like a knight with a K who fights, or like Knight like the Sandman comes and sprinkles the knight sand, like
0: <laughs> like a knight who fights? And he has a brother named Spencer Sugar.
1: Oh no, and, Sandman and his- got off better than Sugar. <laughs>
0: And then his sister's name is Samantha Scarlett, which is like a n- very normal name to have. Um, we have yeah. our very own. <laughs> Samantha. The Sandman. But Sterling Sandman Knight, like that is, why would they
1: do that? I mean, Sterling Knight is already kind of wild on its own. It sounds more like an object than a. So I guess then you're just like, why not throw some Sandman in there? <laughs>
0: like, it's baffling. That whole generation. Wild, wild. Anyway, what? Uh, any any other additional thoughts to to talk about? I would like to circle back to Tad at some point soon. I, Tad,
2: Tad was great. I thought George <laughs> yes. Young was acting his heart out, and I actually really enjoyed all the scenes with Tad. Tad and yeah. Ralph was the real highlight of this for me. Like when Tad I is was like, actually. Your coffee would be ambrosia to me, good sir. And it's (laughs) like... (laughs) yeah like that this is working for me honestly,
1: I was a little mad when the the tad and Ralph relationship began to blossom because I was thinking at that point okay I, I like I can't remember the last time I've made a serious legitimate argument for the purpose of our podcast. you should see the other guy that I've actually put forth an other guy, and I was so ready to talk about why she should have chosen Tad over cordover Street and then mm. tad met ralph and it all went out the window because i was like there's our couple boom yeah that is true love their chemistry is crackling tad and ralph are it
0: (laughs) well you know I, i i think if we put ralph aside for a second because obviously he's the choice for tad but if we are focusing on lindsay lohan like i obviously there's some work to do with tad right But I think that (laughs) he could very much, like, if he were put in the same situation that she was in, where he got the amnesia, whatever, he would have probably ended up the same as her. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like,
1: I don't believe that he's a bad person. Holy shit. If they had fallen off opposite sides of the mountain and Lindsay Lohan had had the journey with Ralph and Tad had,
0: he would have have certainly fallen
1: in love with Cordova Street. Yes, absolutely. Yes
0: absolutely oh, i see cord. it also clearly like i i just feel as though she could have like obviously she was with this person for for some reason i would hope i would like to assume so why not try to make it work like try to just be like you know what if we took a week and we just left our phones at home or whatever And, you know, we just kind of did all... Like, I feel as though she could, like, bring him around. Like, I think that he did care for her to some degree. (sighs) I don't know.
1: Tad is really...
0: That's wild
1: that... So he is supposed to be a huge influencer with millions of followers. And even though we know that she is very rich, and I guess, you know, Tad also likes the lifestyle to which Lindsay Lohan is accustomed at the start of the movie... That is actually almost unbelievable to imagine an influencer who would be unconcerned that Lindsay Lohan did not already have a robust social media following of her own. Mm -hmm. Like he was really he loved her. He bought that enormous ugly yellow ring. Oh, the ring was rough. Well, Tad has better taste than that. Tad, what was that? Yeah, you're right, Sadie. Sometimes there are some baffling inconsistencies in this movie. Oh,
0: (laughs) Jen, Jen, (laughs) there are so many more than just the ring. Like, honestly, I feel like the ring, maybe it doesn't. You know how sometimes you'll be watching Selling Sunset and you'll be watching it and you're like, I feel like everything that they are wearing is at least like six years behind. Like they're so rich that they, that they're just... I don't know. It's like it's like their fashion is behind by like six years. Like this feels like something that was it is very like 2014, you know, 2016. Yeah. 2016. You know what I mean? Like just like their outfits, everything. And I am including Chriselle in this. God bless her. I you know, I love Christelle, but she has some doozies, you know? Um <laughs> And I feel like it honestly tracks that they would have like bad fashion, like that Lindsay Lohan and Tad would have like really bad taste because the richer that you are, the worse your taste is, truly. Like, did you guys see that Architectural Digest video of... Um, uh, Dr. Phil's house.
1: Oh no! Did you? I see can't that? even imagine, Sadie. No, I have not seen it.
0: I feel like that would have been <laughs> that would have been Tad and Lindsay Lohan's house. Um, I am pulling it up, and I'm going to send it to you both to live react <laughs> right. on air. But oh god, but you know what I mean, like. I-
1: yeah, no, I definitely can see that. And I, um, wow, she picked the flannel instead. I don't know. I'm just, that brooch that Tad was wearing at the end was so amazing before he the makes his escape brooch. weirdly with Terry instead of Ralph. That was amazing. Now, I for will an say, instant though- before I realized it was Tad, I thought he was like a very fancy hotel like employee. And that was like a badge of, I don't know.
0: Now, that it was amazing. I, I will say is like, <laughs> I didn't really understand that specific choice. Like, I was really interested to know what kind of influencer he was. Like, I kind of have an, I definitely have an idea of what she was, but, you know.
2: Sadie, I'm looking at a very troubling staircase.
0: Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're on the What's Dr. The- Phil house. It's antlers. It's antlers. It's and made out of antlers.
2: Does his di- dining ant- room have real antlers. antlers?
0: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's guns, but you peep that- underneath the guns. There's a strange little blue
2: creature. Is that a Pokemon? That- <laughs> Jen, is that no. a Pokemon? I don't
0: think so.
1: It's like, but there's another one
0: on the opposite side. There's one on the other side.
1: Ooh, look at the one that kind of blends into the wall on the right because it's the same color. This bear. It's got to be, oh, this is like what somebody would, a set decorator would do for like, yeah, some like new money, like ludicrously rich family who has no taste and no idea what they're buying, just like collecting art because they are told it's valuable. That is what we are looking at here. In
0: the other photo, there is like a very randomly placed egg chair.
1: Oh, is behind the egg chair on the other side of the wall, I think it's more of those creepy bears. Look, they're yellow Yeah, out in this room. They are into the creepy bears. The egg chair is right next to the door. Like if that door that's closed in this image opened, it would hit the legs of the person in the egg chair. Like that's just there to like do a jump scare on somebody who walks in the door. Like if you're hiding in the egg chair. Wow. Yeah, I can see Tad living here. But somehow with his... Sparkling wit and charm, Tad would manage to make this charming. Wait,
0: I have one more to to send to you. (laughs) Um, And what catches my eye about this one is the hello there sign from Batman (sighs) (laughs) Returns. (laughs) That's just on the wall. That I would have in my house. Wait, but it's also- in
2: Dr. Phil's house?
0: This- yes, this is Dr. Phil's house.
2: I was just talking about There's the a- hello there sign with uh, past and future <laughs> podcast guest, Abby Montiel.
0: Oh my god, what were you talking about? How much about you how
2: About How great it is and how great Batman yeah. Returns is. Is this the actual Batman Returns hello there sign?
0: Oh, that's a good question.
2: Does Doctor Phil? Do we need to oh. <laughs> steal this from Doctor Phil's home to prevent a priceless Wait. piece of movie memorabilia from his corrupting <laughs> Living influence? Living with these
1: ugly bears. Look at that foosball table on the left. It's like a clear acrylic, and it, there's a huge ring light in the corner <laughs> that they did not move out of the way for the photos. I guess it's I just a permanent maybe
0: part
1: that's of the an decor. Art piece. Yeah, <laughs> this I... is something.
0: It's rough. Anyway, um, that's entirely off off topic. Um, okay. Samantha, what did what did you think of the film? I know that you kind of touched on it a little bit. Give me your full review.
2: I mean, I just approached it like a hallmark movie where it's just like cut and paste tropes, some pretty uneven acting, depending on the performer. And I had an okay time with it. It was fun to see Lindsay Lohan get Christmas amnesia. I didn't think she was acting (laughs) with particularly much effort in it. I thought George Young, and even though they had no chemistry, Cordova Street were kind of giving more.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I agree as well. Although I also think that this movie, I mean, yes, this is like a typical cut and paste Hallmark Christmas movie plot. But I think that this particular one was like, algorithmically tweaked. It was created specifically as a comeback vehicle for Lindsay Lohan. And they chose this type of movie for a reason. And I think like, wow, I just, she was so ubiquitous. She's, Samantha's in my age and- She blew up, you know, when I guess we were in like our late teens and then had all that chaos through her early 20s and then kind of completely fell off of, you know, the, the Hollywood scene when she became uninsurable after all of the drugs and legal shenanigans and whatever. I do
2: remember. And, I know who killed me. Did you? Did you ever watch that? Jen? Oh
1: my god! <laughs> I never watched it, but I remember reading all of the coverage of it on blogs at the time. <laughs> like, wow,
2: Sadie, that's one to seek out—a p- a piece of millennial history for you.
0: I know who killed. Me. What.
2: Lindsay Lohan in a dual role as like herself and her own twin sister or something.
1: Ooh. Yeah. And like, it was supposed to be gritty and one of herself was a stripper. I think she also did that. Samantha, do you remember? I feel like this was one of the very last things. There was a Brett Easton Ellis movie. She did like when most productions wouldn't hire anymore. And James Dean, the porn star, was the male lead and I don't think it went over very well
2: Wasn't there some I feel long, like that was shortly before she disappeared? Lurid magazine story at some point, like just kind of gawking at what it was like to work with her on a film set or something where it was like, yes, yes, she's a mess, but also this feels a little, uh, icky for you to do some, you know, long thing about how she didn't show up to set because she was, you know, on drugs or something like,
1: it was a very strange that time because, you know, she blew up and this was the, the era 2006 and 2007, her star had gotten so big after Mean Girls that I think she felt relatively untouchable. And also, she was in this situation, one of those things where she was a child star who ended up supporting her family and her parents were both chaotic and out of control. And, you know, predictably, like things spiral out to terrible consequences. And she said and did a lot of nasty things to other people at that time, but you can also see sort of how the situation got so bad. It was really just gross, and our celebrity media ecosystem at the time was lurid. That you said is is the word. Uh, yeah, it was all just gawking and pointing fingers and there was no i don't know like i feel it feels strange to say that celebrity gossip is more ethical now than it was but it really is and um yeah there was a real tone as lindsay lohan started to lose favor in the public eye of not just like, you know, the like how our, our uh, like our our media loves to set women up on a pedestal and then knock them off. But also because she was the parent trap child star, like, I don't know, like a really punitive, gross, uh, you know, parental sort of. It it was just really gross. And I think now that, you know, the documentaries about Britney Spears that have come out, that, you know, people are becoming a little more aware of what was really going down there. And, you know, her conservatorship, which should never have been put in place in the first place, being ended now and stuff. People are rooting for a Lohan comeback, even though I don't think that her performance in this movie was that great. We sort of societally feel like we owe her <laughs> after all of that and I think that explains sort of the tenor of the reaction to this it didn't make a really big splash but everybody's like oh yeah it's great to see Lindsay Lohan get Christmas amnesia glad she's doing okay
0: I feel like I I would just like to sit down with Lindsay Lohan and be like what like if you could decide to do like anything like what would you do because I don't think the answer is acting or like if it is it's very much not this type of acting like Vanessa Hudgens she looks like she's having a ball every single time one of these (laughs) Netflix Christmas movies comes out like she she's in it like she I feel like she genuinely likes making like the princess switch and everything and I think that that's part of why they're like fun to watch even though they're kind of bad is just because she looks like she's I mean she really puts her whole ass in it (laughs) but Lindsay Lohan I was not getting that from her
1: yeah. This choice felt more like a like a celebrity management, like a, a star reestablishing move than like, this is the work that she enjoys doing. And this is how she wants to present herself artistically now.
2: She operated a, a beach club in Mykonos for a short time. Maybe what? hotel management <laughs> is her passion. And, you know... She's getting into the spirit by playing... She could be the vice
1: president of, of atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know when that clip went viral of her dancing and people said it to the White Lotus theme song? She's in like kind of a silver jumpsuit-y <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'll send it to you in the chat. Yes. But anyway, that was at her beach club, her now closed beach club.
1: Yeah. The Mykonos years. I think she's gotten married now too. She was engaged to some other guy during that time, the beach club dancing. I'm not am sure. I, the, am I remembering? Did she,
0: she tried to kidnap a child, didn't she?
1: Yes. Yes. That was actually uh, fairly recent. Yeah. I mean, in like 2018, I think. She was filmed, uh, uh, like, I'll have to, I can't remember the exact details without pulling it up, but she went up to, like, a family of refugees and was trying to film herself helping the children, but then she gets into a fight with the mother who she says, like, isn't doing enough to protect her children or whatever, and I think ended up getting into a physical altercation, like,
2: uh, Was this some kind of human trafficking panic or something?
1: Yeah, I think she did uh, say something about, yeah, probably and it, this was in like 2018. I think this was the last time that she made, you know, headlines, made some news before she disappeared again, before coming back with this.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it just feels like very, another out of it moment, probably, Um I just just I don't have much to say about it just I was just thinking about it offhandedly throughout this movie (laughs) and I was like "Hmm." sobering but I I had something else I was going to say about this movie I feel like my brain has been cooked by it like
2: your brain is just a roasted chestnut
0: (laughs) by an open fire (laughs) um I really enjoyed Tad. I'll say that one final time. I think that his scenes were by far the most interesting because he was really going over the top. So, like, if everyone else went over the top, it would have been so much more fun. But, like, Court Overstreet played it very, not serious, but, like, he just played it like he was just in a a cat, like, a standard movie, you know, like, so not really exaggerated. But Lindsay Lohan felt very like she didn't really know that she was in a movie acting. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. She really
1: was amnesiac, and she also put no effort
0: into trying to be found, which was un- stressful. Like this whole time, it just reminded <laughs> yes. me how good Overboard was. Like, if you want this type Wait, the of Anna movie,
2: Faris movie,
0: no, the original with Goldie Hawn.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> what have you guys? Have you guys never seen it? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 i'm choking myself oh my god i feel really, like i could recite that movie line for line <laughs> um well anyway uh well first of all we have to watch overboard um for some reason i had in my mind that we'd already covered it but i guess i'm insane well anyway it's basically this exact plot so this is kind of an overboard remake um and it does not hit the mark. I'll say that first off.
2: It kind of did the
1: one with Anna Ferris hit the mark.
0: Absolutely not. It, it also, it did not hit the mark
1: at all. That was a terrible remake. Or Anna Ferris has also been, she, she's been failed by our filmmaking society. She has.
0: I thought that it could have been good, but I felt like they had no chemistry. Anna Ferris and the, and the guy, but also it kind of, It's one of those movies that feels very much like this could absolutely take place in like 1983, whenever the original Overboard took place. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But like now in modern times, like it makes no sense that you would just... Be like, well, Somebody I'm would find your ass. Like someone, someone's, someone's husband or wife now. And then I just kind of have to <laughs> do it because the plot of, now I'm just talking about Overboard. So the plot of Overboard is that she's like really rich and she's also a colossal bitch. Like she's really, she's actively cruel. Like she's actually really mean. <laughs> and that's one of the key points of it. Like it, she has to be like absolutely like deplorable as a person. And so she hires him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to come to her yacht because she's she's traveling up like the East Coast or whatever and so she's parked at like Elk Snout Washington or whatever it is and um, she wants him to build her a new like dresser or like walk-in closet and so he spends like all of this time building the closet and like being treated like total shit by her like there's this one point where he like picks something up and she's like are you you trying to look up my skirt? I'm going to like, like sick the police on you. And he's like, bro, I'm just trying to do my job. But anyway, he like finishes the closet and then she comes in and she's like, this is like the wrong type of wood. And he's like, what do you mean? You didn't specify the type of wood. So she's like, I'm not paying you, but also I'm keeping this. Long story short, he, she gets amnesia and he sees her and he's like, you know what? I'm going to actually like torture this woman. So he like he goes and he like claims her as his wife and um, did just kind of like purposefully just kind of tortures her a little bit like like he like pretends like he's like oh yeah like you really love lima beans mixed with mayonnaise and sugar um, and he's like no like truly like you really love it and she's like oh. um, anyway just it's a good trust me it's a good movie
1: <laughs> You're really
2: selling it here, Sadie. I mean, speaking of good movies, I feel like a missed opportunity here to do like the misery version of this premise, uh, yes. where like the the North Star Lodge owner finds Lindsay Lohan passed out on the sleigh and is like, "You live here now in our Christmas land. You don't need to go anywhere. Just sit there and drink your hot cocoa and eat my eat my Christmas pancakes." Uh, Yeah, <laughs> could do a horror well, premise. See,
1: they easily could have taken this movie and done a twist on it because that is one of the unrealistic things here is that he did not remember spilling his coffee or cocoa on her at the beginning of the movie while she was wearing that ridiculous and amazing outfit. I mean, this guy would have fucking known by this point, right? That this chick is the daughter of the hotel guy who he wants to fund his own enterprise. Like, even if this were like more of a typical rom-com rather than like a, a Hallmark Christmas rom-com. I feel like they could have gone in the direction that when she lost her memory that he's like he's conflicted about, I don't know, taking advantage of of his, you know, his bond with her to try to get money from her dad or whatever. But they just never went there at all because
2: the spirit of Christmas possessed the end of the movie. Uh, did we like the Santa? Speaking of the spirit of Christmas, he kind of oh, gave I me the hated creeps. the
1: Santa. That Santa was terrifying. He was so scary. And I think that that Christmas village, like he may be some perhaps not entirely benevolent fey creature who has all of these human beings trapped here in the Christmas village to like, I don't know, make his fantasy come to life or whatever. That was, he was an unsettling Santa.
0: I, not to sound like a, like (laughs) a, a Scrooge, uh, in, in, uh, I don't know a Scrooge. I guess is the correct word. Um, but I hate it when normal fucking Christmas movies, like imagine like Christmas Vacation or some like something you know what I mean, like a random Christmas movie, and it's completely normal, and then and then they just randomly min- like include like oh yeah, by the way, like in this universe Santa is real. Like no, like that, like. <laughs> Santa? Yes. Is Santa in the Santa Claus? Sure. You know, all of these different all these movies where it's like this is established, like not of our world. Absolutely. Where Santa is the main focus? Sure, of course, you would have Santa. But don't show me like an episode of like friends or whatever, or some random show. And then at the end they show like Santa, like driving across the sky. And they're like, whoa, like that was in Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, which is one of my favorite fucking shows at the very end of the Christmas special in season two, they show Santa like flying through the sky. And I'm like, so automatically that puts, that puts Ted Lasso and all of the cast of characters in a separate universe Two hours. And I hate that. Like, why do we have to have Santa in everything? Can't this just be a cute little Christmas episode? And then we don't have to bring the supernatural into it. Not to sound like an evangelical <laughs> well, Midwestern mom, but it Sadie annoys me.
1: Without the the breath of Santa there to grant that Christmas wish. Lindsay Lohan would have never fallen off that mountain and she would have gotten engaged to Tad and we could have had a completely different movie.
0: Like that's the part that annoys me.
1: (laughs) You know, the adventures of, you know, Lindsay Lohan as Sierra and Tad could have really been like a multi-season TV show. I would have watched that.
2: Why do you think they didn't give us Tad Ralph? Do you think it was because of an age gap reason? Was was that too controversial
1: i think samantha this is i really think that i think that the ending with tad and terry revealed something like the the evil conniving netflix empire like i had a sudden certainty in like conspiracy theory through my bones when that happened, that they were never going to give us Tad and Ralph because that would be explicit. Like, you know, like it would be like, yes, they are, they are both queer and they are into each other. And the way that things went with Tad and Terry. Once Lindsay Lohan dumps Tad, he immediately turns around and sees Terry, who's the person there, you know, and takes him, whisks him away instead. But that ending where Cord Overstreet like looks through the window and it sort of shows them together, like winking at him, it was like, it's like a gay Rorschach reactions thing. I felt like it was specifically in the movie so that they could both like get representation points or whatever. When I was trying to figure out the name of the actor who played Tad, I Googled George and the name of the movie. And uh, on my Google, Google page, I was getting all these top results about adorable bisexual ending of Falling for Christmas. But then the way that it was done was also perfectly calibrated so that if any you yes, know, right wing yes, 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 evangelical yes, yes. women watching could pl- like, it would be a joke to them. Like, Oh, ha ha. She could never be with him. He's gay. You know, and it was like just perfectly set up to balance on that fence. And that is so eerie to me, <laughs> Like, but they were, they were definitely not going to flat out be like here are Tad and Ralph. They're in love, even though they obviously were.
2: Yeah. It feels like, Less progressive in that sense than the inspiration material like Hallmark is putting out it like its first overtly gay like Christmas movie this year, right? And meanwhile, this is kind of like feels like 2012 like representation.
1: Yeah, sort of that they can, yeah, it's very like Schrodinger's representation. I don't know, something about the, (laughs) that they can point to it and claim it if that's what they want, but then they can also use the exact same moment to appeal to bigots who, you know, (laughs) wouldn't want representation included at all. Yeah. So... That's just, that's so sinister. I don't think that's the spirit of, well, hell, actually, you know what? Maybe that's exactly the spirit of of this Cordova Street Christmas we just saw. And I'm the one who doesn't understand, you know, capitalism Christmas in America here.
2: How are we <laughs> feeling about Christmas lately? How, how what, what are our thoughts on Christmas in this, the year of our Lord, 2022?
0: You know, <laughs> I'm just a little tired.
2: I feel downright grinchy about it. it You said it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, why are we doing any of this?
1: I don't feel grinchy, but I just feel nothing. I just don't have a feeling. This just it, you know. I uh, Justin put up the Christmas tree at the beginning of the month, and I've been putting like a few ornaments on it here and there every day. And I guess I'll finish doing that today in time to take it all down on Monday. But yeah, it's, oh, you take it's down just, your
0: Christmas tree on Monday.
1: No, I usually leave the Christmas tree up for a period of like any time from January through March. But I usually take the ornaments off of it and just leave the tree and the lights up. I don't know why oh. that is my way, but
2: it is.
0: I'm so fascinated by that.
1: Just a naked tree.
2: <laughs> I I do feel like I understand the like the days are short, it's time to fill it with joy. But it's also like, why did we put this holiday in the middle of very untravelable weather conditions and indoor illness? Uh, Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's a strange thing. Well,
1: I think that's the fault of, you know, when like Christianity was trying to stomp out all of the religions in, you know, uh, Europe and the middle east and uh i think that set our date for us there but yeah no i think that the the lack of spirit is uh is it's not just us this year ladies i have noticed i mean we yeah. never put lights on the outside of the house this year just we're tired we're busy like what the fuck december just started and now it's over and i feel like yeah i'm not seeing the same amount of decorations as usual and then this like cold ass weather that's hitting y'all over East. Like my parents in Tennessee right now, everybody's like Christmas is canceled because it's like six degrees Fahrenheit, which never happens there. And everybody's power is out in rolling blackouts and nobody yeah. can get a flight because they're all grounded. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. My dad's Santa Claus gig, though, he's going to get a rest this year. His final Christmas Eve gig got canceled. So he's going to be home on Christmas, for the first time, like
2: I thought, you were about to say he he's getting to arrested took over Tim Allen's gig
1: as the Santa Claus. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it's the the weather, the weather being so inconsistent. I think absolutely plays a big factor into it because it's like before at least in Missouri, right, like December's was consistently in the 30s. And then, you know, there would be some snow usually around Christmas time. And then in January and February is really where we would get into the single digits. But like right now, we have fully not even broken zero degrees. Like we're still in the negatives right now, which is really unheard of. And it's just really painfully cold. Like I think the last time I checked it had a wind chill of negative 20 something. Um, And oh. I it's so cold. Like I was telling Samantha that because right now I've I'm recording in my living room because it's the warmest place in the apartment but um fully like my sliding glass door onto my balcony has icicles in the on the inside like there is a layer no. I cu- I couldn't open it if I I mean I'll have to chisel here's the one benefit I I eat a lot I eat a lot of clementines <laughs> I eat a lot of clementines frozen. And normally it takes upwards of like four hours to get them frozen before I could eat them out there 35 minutes. So <laughs> I've just been popping them out like on a conveyor belt. <laughs> like every I set a timer because if I leave it out for more than an hour, it will like freeze the, the bowl. Like, you know, it'll crack and freeze the bowl.
1: It's a clementine Christmas. Um
0: Sadie, yeah, baby. Who the fuck that are sounds you? really good, Sadie. <laughs> like
2: what the hell? <laughs> Every few episodes, you're like, you know, I like to roll around in sandpaper while humming the Canadian national anthem. As you know, I I do that every week for my mental health. And you just say it like it's a normal like thing that a human being would do.
0: <laughs> i i i just i mean across the board frozen fruit is my thing like i have i eat um i call it shower fruit and it's just i freeze a bunch of fruit <laughs> and i always bring us <laughs> i always bring fruit into the shower with me <laughs> like it's a little a little <laughs> while i while i'm taking a shower <laughs>
1: Um, This explains to me back, I think when we watched that one Renee Zellweger movie where she moved to Canada or whatever, and we were talking about our shower routines, and we learned the chaotic fact about Sadie that she'll just shave part of one leg sometimes and just be tired of it and be like, that's enough for now. Sadie's in there eating her fruit. She's got better things to do.
0: I do. I'll shave, like, in increments. Like, I'll shave until I'm tired. And then I'm like, ah, next time. <laughs> so, I'll, like, over the course of a week, I'll have shaved. And then, and then that'll last me a few months. And then I do it all over again. <laughs>
1: We need to start collecting these factoids, Samantha, like the Mushroom Well Bible, because you're right. Like, Sadie has a new one. Like, we, we think that we've like reached the limit of just little idiosyncratic habits of Sadie. Mm, the
2: limit does not exist. <laughs> and then, no. As Lindsay Lohan <laughs> once said. <laughs>
0: I, I just forget that other people don't do them. And then that's why I don't really bring it up. I'm like, oh, you know, we've all, we've all, who, who hasn't? Who of us has not?
1: Everyone subsists for days on a diet of seeds.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. I eat, so I've gotten back into pumpkin seeds in a big way. And kale. I, I've been really into just raw kale See? massaged with salt You're a with woodland seed. creature. And it's delicious. I ran out last night. So and I literally physically cannot leave the house because I have the door currently barricaded with two blankets and a sheet over it. And then like another blanket stuffed just to keep it from, oh, (laughs) I, I, but I did see this one woman who lives in rural Wyoming and it was currently negative 60 degrees out. No. And so they cut off all of their running water. So they had no running water, right. Because it would freeze in the pipes. And also she couldn't drive because gas freezes at negative 40. Um,
1: Oh no! Crazy.
0: I do. Ha- I do have some fear about my car as well because I. I don't know. I have a half a tank, and I just have a worry that the gas is frozen in my gas tank. But we'll cross that bridge when I try to leave for my parents tomorrow.
2: For oh, you'll just uh, you'll just turn it into gasoline popsicles, and uh, like you do every <laughs> every <laughs> December twentieth, <20th. laughs> your annual tradition. <laughs>
1: You know, an iridescent popsicle would look really pretty if you could make a popsicle that looked like a gasoline spill.
0: Oh, you absolutely could, I feel.
1: Maybe even smelled like it, but probably tasted less poisonous.
0: I'm doing... I do love those... This is popsicle related, but not gasoline related. I do love maple syrup popsicles, you know. Sorry, okay. you I apologize. Not syrup. gasoline related. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carry on. There, I, there was no follow up. I just love like, you know, the maple syrup <laughs> popsicles and you drizzle them on fresh snow and then you put... You put like a chopstick on him, and then you just and then it's just a frozen
1: maple syrup popsicle. You know, Sadie, I feel like you of the three of us could really make a life for yourself in a year-round Christmas village. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, honestly. Samantha would be the town Grinch.
2: I would terrorize I would be this village. A yeah. <laughs> But I think no one would ever see me because I don't emerge unless the the temperature is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The law would know me. But I feel like, (laughs) though, Samantha, you'd
0: hate it, but also you would be the most enriched that you've ever been. Like, like, you know how cats like, you know when they play with their cat toys, it's like enrichment. You know, I feel like you just constantly Samantha like play the people. Christmas village. Yeah, I feel like it would be like endless source of entertainment
1: oh, for you.
2: I don't want to be enriched,
1: plotting to shut off the lights to the big Christmas tree, like as the mayor turns them on, and then Samantha's like, ah,
2: ha, 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 like <laughs> cackling as the Christmas village is plunged into darkness. I Which, shut my way- work laptop yesterday and I f- for the year because my office is closed next week. And I felt like the robot congressman from Parks and Recreation where I'm just like, "Welp, <laughs> time to stare at the wall. <laughs> and that's how I'll remain until January 3rd. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me besides being a Capricorn. And the struggle of being... <laughs> like an anti-capitalist capricorn is very real because it's like i my personality drives me to work and yet i have an active critique of all i'm doing is just generating capital so that i can tread water and barely like afford food uh it's weird damn
1: samantha and jesus the anti-capitalist
2: (laughs) capricorn wait jesus was a capricorn
1: I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna say he was born on the twenty fifth, sure.
2: He's a little too emotional, don't you (laughs) think, to be a Capricorn?
1: I was talking about this with Justin, and he read a book once on the actual like biographical life of the real Jesus, and Jesus was not born in December. I think that Jesus was a Cancer. I think that he was like sibling sign to Capricorn. I was going to suggest Cancer. my, My theory, yeah. I just don't see a Capricorn being like.
2: I would never wash somebody's sure, feet like- with my <laughs> tears. No, <Right.
1: laughs> bye. I mean, like, like, yeah. The rest of humanity has sins. Like, sounds like that's on them. Yeah, like, sounds
2: like you fucked up. You know? <laughs> Should have sinned less. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing our new sketch comedy like, like, character, Capricorn Jesus.
1: Capricorn <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> how,
2: how many pores did you sweat out of? I sweat out of all of them in the Garden of Gethsemane, bitch. <laughs> oh,
1: Capricorn Jesus. I have tears leaking out of the corners of my eyes. <laughs>
2: Did he sweat or did he bleed out of every pore? This is where Mormonism fucks me up because Mormonism changes weird little details.
1: I forget, um, our, uh, brand of Southern Evangelicism on the garden of, uh, Gethsemane focused mostly on, uh, you know, the part where they, they showed up to take him away and the betrayal by Thomas and, uh. Jesus being cool. And for some reason, my dad was obsessed with the part where Peter like cut off a guy's ear and Jesus healed it before he gets like taken off to be crucified. That's some cancer I- shit right there. A Capricorn would not heal the ear of a cop who got sent to bring
2: him in.
0: I actually had a question about Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you come to the right place? <laughs> A rom-com podcast <laughs> that has totally abandoned its
0: purpose. <laughs> 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 what,
2: what is it, my child? What do you wish to know?
0: <laughs> okay. You have to cut out at least half of this to laughing because I laughed
1: <laughs> too hard for too long. I okay, so you know how, <laughs> just speed it up so we sound like chipmunks.
0: <laughs> so you know how people, people will have on like their Instagram or their Twitter bios, and it'll just be like, "I like follow follow the way of Jesus," or like, "I'm a, a lover, Jesus lover." Or whatever. <laughs> I, at my, I, I, but like, why? Like, because like,
1: <laughs> suddenly isn't he <laughs> Jesus Freak by DC Talk is playing in my head.
0: <laughs> you know, or like, they'll just be like, you know, if you follow, like, if you, if you love Jesus with all of your heart, then X, Y, and Z. But my question is, why? Like, is he not, like, he was just like a guy. Like, I get that he was like the son of God, but like, he kind of, he, like, he kind of fucked up, right? Like, he, like he's he's like the second he's like the second best right because there's god and then there's jesus oh, and boy. i know that there's that <laughs> whole thing of like of like he like died he like died for the sins of people but like if he had been better then he wouldn't have needed to right like i just feel like he kind of failed so why
2: the secular like homeschooling is really showing <laughs> like
0: I, like i have one more thing to say and then i it's like my thought process is like if you if you ask someone what their favorite actor is and they say tom hanks then you're like yeah like that makes sense but if they say colin hanks then it's like why like like it's it, like he's just tom hanks but he's just like a, he's just like the son of tom hanks so like why would you be like tom hanks is not my favorite actor it's 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 Colin Hanks. I've, it feels like the same thing to me. Okay, now I've posed my question,
1: Sadie. <laughs> I am so amazed by the Tom and Colin Hanks, <laughs> Jesus and God
2: comparison that I am stunned into silence. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus was a nepo baby. <laughs> 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 um, so many sects of christianity believe that the god jesus and the holy ghost are essentially like one person that divided into three roles so, like, I, I believe Catholicism qualifies as this, where it's like, yes, Jesus is God's son, but also Jesus is just God. Like, there's weird religious terms yeah. for this. In oh. Mormonism, they're like three different dudes. They're just like definitely different distinct personages. Whoa, seriously? Yeah. I never knew that. Um One of the many, you know, beefs that like Mormon, Mormons and Catholics uh, historically have had with each other. (laughs) And then like Catholics believe in transubstantiation where like the blood, the wine you drink at the mass literally becomes Jesus's blood And then like, you know, Mormonism is like, now it's symbolic and also it's water because we don't drink wine. Anyway, point being lots of arcana, (laughs) lots of weird little differences. But I guess the idea is generally that Jesus was sent to serve as a model of virtue and self-sacrifice because I guess theoretically, like... If you're God and you're all powerful, you could just snap your fingers and be like, everybody's sin is forgiven. But well,
0: like, why did you do that?
2: Because we needed well, someone to look to to be like, wow, I need to be more like is that, that what dude. Think? I don't know what. So, what's your evangelical Jesus? Southern-
1: Southern Protestants believe in a a God of limited powers, although they maintain that he is all powerful. It definitely, I always uh, thought that was a little strange in the Ten Commandments as a child, you know, the I am a jealous God, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And it's like, my guy. Aren't you implicitly admitting right there that you are one of many, but you're just saying you want to be the top, you know? Anyway, God cannot exist in the presence of sin, Sadie, but human beings are sinful. And different Uh... sects of Christianity have different views and have arguments about whether this is inherent and that little human babies are born already as flawed sinners Or whether it's like a free will thing and we're born and we're perfect, but then we just grow up and we all eventually hit a point where we fuck up and we're like, yeah, I'm going to sin now. But we are all sinners and we are imperfect and we thus cannot be in the presence of God. And that's a problem because God, who created and loves us but cannot, like literally cannot stand the essence of us anymore because we're fucked up now, <laughs> had to come up with a loophole around it. So he sends his son, who we also view as part of him, also holy and like one of the aspects of God, Jesus, to be born in mortal human form, where he can be killed, to spread the word of like the New Testament. Um, Jesus talks about like. Like he's not there to overturn the law of the Old Testament and like what the Jewish people believe, but to complete it. And then you get into a lot of people believe a lot mm-hmm. of messed up stuff about that. Anyway, but Jesus is the perfect unsinful sacrifice Who can follow like the Old Testament rules of how they had to make sacrifices to God to like wipe away their sins and start with a clean slate. But he just did that. He was the sacrifice like on behalf of all of humanity. So now if you're like, you're sinful, but you're going to die and you don't get another shot, you can be like, Hey, my guy, like I know Jesus. I know what he did. I accept that he's my Lord and savior. I am. Born again and washed clean of my sins. And then you can go to heaven. And so that is why you're a follower of Jesus. Like there, there's a lot of, they really emphasize in that culture, a lot of the phrases about Jesus being the way and the truth and the life and whomsoever comes to the father comes not by others, but through me. And, you know, yeah, it's big Jesus cult of personality. Um, and, you know, the, it's about big Jesus. <laughs> the, they're, <laughs> they imagined Jesus that, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's
2: this is stretching the, up the personality. Memories of
1: jesus to various
2: yeah like in the old testament sadie god is like y'all are fuck-ups so you need to like kill some goats or some shit to like stop (laughs) fucking up so much
1: he asked them like they do so much shit i think it's in like the book of judges uh was one of my favorites where it's the parts with joshua he just has the the people going around and he's like, No, now I need you to go march around this city all day for three days playing trumpets at specific times and I'll I'll overthrow your enemies. And then like they do it and then they're like, God, you didn't overthrow our enemies yet. And he's like, Well, now I need you to go do it again, but this time add some camels to the parade or whatever and like stuff like that until, you know, he finally came through mm-hmm. and like obliterated
2: the the city they wanted gone. But yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> old
1: Testament God was all about some fuckery like and that. And
2: then Jesus was like, like the sacrifice to end the old way of doing sacrifices. So it's like after Jesus, it's like you no longer need to like kill the goats because Jesus like picked up the tab for everybody. You just need to like, yes, you just need to like be buddies with Jesus and like say like, I accept Jesus and uh, and he's got you that rounds yeah. on him.
1: And you take communion to remind you of Jesus' sacrifice, and that gets into what Samantha was talking about a minute ago. That like, like Southern evangelicals are like reaching across to like shake hands with Mormons about they are like grape juice, not wine. Terrible tasting little crackers represent the body of Christ, but Catholics are like the instant you munch on this, you are actually
2: tasting Jesus' flesh. Do you feel like you understand (laughs) Christianity?
0: You know what? Didn't I feel like I understand more deeply than people who spend years in uh ministry school.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? I think that you're right because the Tom and Colin Hanks, that, that is gonna stick with me. Tom Hanks as God. Colin Hanks as Jesus. <laughs> Where does Chet that leave? What is, is his other Chet kid? Is, Chet is Lucifer. Chet is Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God! Uh, <laughs> not, he doesn't even get the Holy Ghost. He's just the, he's the fallen star. is <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: isn't there? Um, isn't there? A third son? He's <laughs> he's the he's the ghost. Have him be the
1: ghost. The Holy Ghost is – we can't personify the Holy Ghost. It is unknowable. It's like the voice of Morgan Freeman. (laughs) So
0: anyway, uh, Falling for Christmas starring Lindsay Lohan and Tad – no. And Cord – I don't know. And Cordover Street. Um, I'm going to rate it (laughs) – I'm going to rate it – Oh, God. One, uh, one angel that you have never put on the tree because your uh, wife passed away right before uh, you could put it up out of five. I did not enjoy this movie. I feel like it just genuinely like if you want something that that might if you read the summary of this movie and you're like, yeah, that'll scratch an itch. It won't. What you need to do is do a cocktail of the <laughs> original movie Overboard starring Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and then pair it with Single All the Way, which is a gay rom-com that came on Netflix. It was a gay holiday movie uh, from last year and it was good. So pair those two together and you will, and you will get – 20 times payback as opposed to this movie, which is not worth your time.
2: I will give it, um, I'm going to abandon the conventional number scale once again. On a scale of hot chocolates, I will give it Swiss Miss powdered prepackaged. You know, like <laughs> if you just want hot chocolate, oh, that's so accurate. That's fine. You know, it's not Ghirardelli, it's not the fancy Italian stuff that Netflix put in the Pinocchio box. For me, it's, it's Swiss Miss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I give this movie, I'm going to give it a two, depending on how you look at it. Either two cans of beans shared between Ralph and Tad over an open fire or two eggs violently smashed by Lindsay Lohan in a frying pan when she's attempting to cook for the first time. Um it seems pretty typical of like I think that yeah, if you if you can get through a Hallmark Christmas movie, you will find moments of levity and enjoyment in this, even if it still manages to feel like it drags at an hour and 22 minutes. For a you know a first move in a planned Lindsay Lohan coming back to celebrity status journey potentially, I would give it a four or five. Um, Seems pretty slick. If she is you know like uh, uh, millennials who are nostalgic are happy to see Lindsay Lohan looking relatively healthy and doing relatively well. And the scenes where she's all dressed up with Tad were delightful and. Then this movie is kind of geared to appeal to the, you know, People Magazine minivan majority. And uh, so if she's looking to sort of reignite appeal in a vehicle that, uh, you know, literally this shows Lindsay Lohan like hit her head and get amnesia and, oh, even though she was a spoiled brat, she's lovable underneath it all and we should give her another chance to learn how to reassimilate into our Christmas-loving society is sort of the message here. And on that level, I think it is kind of frighteningly canny and is probably a masterpiece. We will see where Lindsay Lohan goes from here. I don't know what kind of representation or management she has, but this seems like a good move if she wants to, you know, come back to the public eye. Yeah. Which I don't know
2: that she should do because no one should be famous. F- Nightmare. Fitting <laughs> you that you, Jen, rate, rate the movie in the context of the saga of Lindsay Lohan's career in public perception. The our chronicler of celebrity <laughs> gossip, closing closing the book on yet another year of narratives.
1: <laughs> Man, it's only been the beginning of this year that we
2: all learned who the fuck Julia Fox was, and now I wonder now what she has a gay 2023 bone. Twenty oh, three will bring. I hope that her gay bone. <laughs> Calcifies in uh in twenty twenty three. I hope that's a possible Uh uh Jen, uh wh- what hot beverages should people deliver to us after we get caught in an avalanche?
1: Well <laughs> After we get caught in an avalanche, I'm not sure if you want to ask any of our amnesiac selves to clean, because I can see us accidentally pulling something like the overflowing clothes washer in this movie. But you can find us on Elon Musk's Twitter at YSSTOG, or you can find us on our Patreon.com slash YSSTOG, which gets you access to our Discord server, where uh, we were discussing the romantic life of Alexandra Dedaria last week after the movie we watched then more celebrity gossip popping off over there and we still have something exciting in store probably y'all the reason that we haven't been able to fully feel the christmas spirit this year is because we know that the most momentous event to ever have thus far taken place in human history is looming merely a week later so we'll we'll be back with more on that once it happens
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh jen you tease <laughs> 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 I, I would like to thank our lovely wonderful patreons logan andrew sharon justin evan ace mara Remy the wood heartleaf ave with teeth ryan maddie brian and brianna thank you all so very much for subscribing to us it has been a roller coaster of a 2022 thank you for staying with us sticking around and if you ever fell off of a mountaintop and inexplicably got amnesia, we would absolutely care for you in our little ski lodge in a unknown city of generic origin until you were claimed Definitely to be the famous heiresses that you are. Jen, I wasn't finished. It was in a, a misery long, type of way. A long
1: narrative that I created. <laughs> Sorry. The uh, the mental image of Samantha like as the eerie innkeeper determined to keep them in the hotel just came over me so strongly. I was forced to interrupt. Oh, she would absolutely like reenact the lighthouse
0: <laughs> and she would be Willem Defoe. <laughs> okay.